Hello, language and culture lovers. This is Jules, your host of the All Things Iceland podcast. Welcome to this week's episode, which is all about Iceland's magical and mysterious hidden people and mythical beings. Many people think that the hidden people in Iceland are just elves, but hidden people actually includes the many different types of beings that are rarely, if ever, seen here. In addition to elves, there are trolls, dwarfs, gnomes, fairies, mountain spirits, and ghosts. There are also a variety of monsters. Icelandic folklore includes many fascinating and frightening stories that I plan to talk about in future episodes of this podcast. As a primer for future shows, I've decided to give you an overview of these different hidden beings in this episode. Elves are by far the most well-known of the hidden people here, mainly because media sources have printed that the majority of the population in Iceland believes that they exist. The funny part is, is that while many Icelandic people don't say that they absolutely believe that elves exist, a good chunk of them won't say outright that they don't exist. It is as if they don't want to make a decision just in case elves really do exist. I find that amusing and quite sweet, mainly because it feels like they're holding on to this creativity that most people would assume is kind of childish, but I actually find it endearing. And who knows? I mean, I don't have any evidence if they exist or not. So who are we to say? Especially with some of the stories that have been shared in this country over the centuries. The story of how elves came to be hidden people is quite sad and related to Christianity. Iceland became a Christian nation in the 11th century. With the religion came fascinating stories, and there are a couple of scenarios that explain the origins of elves. The first is that Adam and Eve had many children in the Garden of Eden. In preparation for a visit from God, Eve tried to clean all her children, but didn't finish in time. She hid the dirty ones away from God and lied about their existence because she was ashamed. According to Jón Arnason, who wrote Icelandic legends, God knew that Adam and Eve had more children that they weren't presenting. And God said to Eve, What man hides from God, God will hide from man. Those unwashed children then became invisible. It is believed that the children that were not hidden from God are us, the regular everyday people that you can see, and the people that, that can't be seen, these hidden people, are the elves. The second scenario of how elves originated is that they came from Lilith, a figure in Jewish mythology that appears as a dangerous demon of the night. She is said to be sexually wanton and steals babies in the darkness. According to Jewish mythology, she was Adam's first wife, but she left him because she did not want to become subservient to him, which I actually find kind of empowering. She left the Garden of Eden and became involved with an archangel, Samael. The last scenario is that elves are fallen angels that are condemned to live between heaven and earth. Elves look like humans, but they live in rocks, walls, and hills. Icelandic people have a lot of respect for the homes of elves, and they generally do their best to avoid disturbing them. Roads have even been built around areas or rocks where elves are said to live. Sometimes an elf medium that can communicate with elves is consulted before construction is done in an area that might be inhabited by elves. I think all of this, especially when it comes to elves, really plays into Icelandic 
people's respect for nature and also just having this sacred bond with nature and and themselves seeing that other people that aren't exactly humans are probably maybe even a more fascinating and fantastic versions of humans deserve to be respected. So there's this intricate and delicate relationship with nature here that I really appreciate. And I think that all plays into these stories about elves and just about nature in general. If you're wondering where you can find elves, there are many places around the country where they are said to dwell. One very popular place is the Elf Stone or Elf Rock in Grjotathorp, the oldest neighborhood in Reykjavik. Another is along the south coast. It is quite a huge rock near Skogafos that has some incredible stories attached to it. Because it's on a farmer's land, you'd have to ask permission to see it up close. There are also doors that have been painted on rocks around the country, and some people have tiny houses that they've set up in their gardens for elves to live in. In addition to possibly meeting an elf out in the wilderness by chance, there are certain times of the year where it is said that the odds of a person coming in contact with an elf is much higher. On New Year's Eve, there are bonfires happening around the country. That night is when elves usually move their residents from one rock or hill to another. On the 13th night, or January 6th, which is the last day of Christmas in Iceland, Icelanders come together around bonfires to sing songs about elves and trolls. Specifically on that day, the last Icelandic Yule lad leaves to go live back up in the mountains. The 13 Yule lads that I talked about in a previous episode, that's all dedicated to them. And I'll link to that in the show notes if you want to check it out. Lastly, on Midsummer's Night, which is the longest day of the year, if you sit at a crossroads where all four roads lead to separate churches, an elf will try to seduce you with gifts. If you accept the gifts, you will go mad. But if you resist the temptation, your wishes will come true. Or at least that's what they say. In my podcast episode called Icelandic Holidays, Traditions, and Celebrations, I talk all about the major holidays that Icelandic people celebrate. I'll have a link to it in the show notes of this episode if you want to check it out and learn more about what Icelandic people do during the holidays and even about some of these other mythical beings. If you listen to the podcast during the Christmas season, you would have heard me talk quite a bit about trolls. You might recall that Grilla, the mother of the 13-year-old lads, is a troll that eats children that misbehave. Like many Nordic portrayals of trolls, they are described as bigger, stronger, and less intelligent than humans. Some are considered greedy, but they can also be wise and kind. Similar to elves, they can cast magical enchantments and nasty spells. They are said to live in the mountains in the highlands of Iceland. The highlands is an uninhabitable place for humans to live in, which is probably why trolls like to call it home. For the most part, it seems that trolls come into contact with humans by chance, if they need something, or if they want to eat them. Most trolls travel at nighttime because legend has it that they will turn to stone if caught in the sunlight. There are numerous rock formations around Iceland that Icelandic people claim are trolls that were caught in natural light. One famous group of stones can be seen from the Black Sand Beach near Vík on the south coast. Apparently, the trolls were trying to drag ships to the shore, but they were hit by the light of day. When we're traveling in Iceland, whether it's on a road trip, hiking, or whatever, my husband enjoys pointing at rock formations that look like faces or bodies and saying that they must be trolls that were petrified into stone. 
Because some trolls like to eat people, I don't advise trying to find out where they live. But, I mean, I'm sure there's some adventurous people listening to this, so if you do decide to try and go hunt some trolls, definitely be careful. Some other hidden or mythical beings in Iceland are ghosts. And there are plenty of ghost stories here, which is probably not very surprising to you. And I look forward to sharing many of them with you in future episodes. As one would assume, Icelandic ghosts are not usually friendly. In Iceland, they seem to go after specific people or families for centuries. They can cause bad luck, kill people, or drive them mad. There have even been incidents where people have allegedly been sexually assaulted by ghosts. Some women have been impregnated by a former suitor that is dead. And there's a horse stable that is haunted by a guy that attacks men that he finds attractive. Horse stable one might sound silly, but guys are afraid of turning their back in that stable because that's when the ghost attacks. Women seem to be of no interest to this particular ghost. Some other ghost stories include the deacon of Mirkau and Miklabayar Solveig. There is even a ghost center in Stokseri that is dedicated to Icelandic ghosts and elves. It's about 45 minutes outside of Reykjavik by car if you're interested in ever visiting there. The monsters in Iceland are just as intense and scary as you would assume. Well, maybe even more so. One of the most famous is Lagarfljotsomur, also known as the worm monster. It is essentially the country's Loch Ness monster. It lives in a body of water called Lagarfljot in the north of the country. There is supposedly footage of it, and I have embedded the video from YouTube in the show notes of this episode on my website from foreigntofamiliar.com if you want to check it out and figure out for yourself if you see a huge worm or snake that is in the water. Another fascinating monster is Nikur, a gray horse with backwards hooves that lives underwater. It might sound kind of cute, but if you get too close to Nikur, it will lure you into the water, drag you under, and drown you. Yeah, not so cute anymore. <laughs> it will do this to any wanderer it finds in the wilderness, whether you're Icelandic or foreign. As I mentioned previously, I won't go into all the list of the possible monsters or mythical beings here, because I do think, especially the monsters, deserve their own episode, and of course, some of the other stories that have been told around Iceland. Now that you've learned about some of the hidden beings that dwell in Iceland, I'm going to move on to the next segment of the show, which is the random fact about Iceland. And I actually have two random facts. According to a 2007 study by the University of Iceland, an estimated 62% of the nation believe that the existence of these beings, these hidden people, is more than a fairy tale. So the range of the statistic covers people who are sincere believers and those who are agnostic, who really are on the, the spectrum end of why not. I've heard figures thrown around of 57% and so on. I feel like it really depends on who you talk to. But for the most part, I have found if I ask an Icelandic person if they believe in elves, they'll say, I don't know if they exist. And the majority of them who I've talked to who are Icelandic say maybe they exist, maybe they don't. They usually aren't willing to give a definite answer. But then I've also run across people who say they definitely don't. However, Magnus Skarphjevinsson founded and runs the Elf School in Reykjavik. According to the Elf School website, 
He has met personally more than 900 Icelanders that have seen and met and talked with elves and hidden people in Iceland or have had a long friendship with them and met more than 500 foreigners in 40 countries that have done research into this. Magnus is also one of the leaders of the Paranormal Foundation of Iceland. I have a link to the Elf School if you want to check that out. There are many people who are foreigners that come and go to this Elf School, which I think it's three hours long for the lesson or something like that. I've not been, but I do find it quite fascinating that there is an Elf School and that there's so much information out there at least in Iceland, about elves and hidden people. The Icelandic word of the episode is huldufolk, which means hidden people. So I'll break that up. The first word huldu is huldu. And the last word folk, huldufolk. I hope you enjoyed listening to this episode of All Things Iceland that went over the hidden people and mythical beings that dwell in this country. I upload a new episode every week, so make sure you're subscribed so you don't miss out on new episodes when they come out. If you want to connect with me, see when new episodes are published, and check out my adventures in Iceland and abroad, I will have links to my social media profiles on my website in the show notes for this episode at fromforeigntofamiliar.com. If you are interested in learning more Icelandic words and just random things that happen regarding Iceland, my Instagram stories are uploaded are updated every day with a new Icelandic word and just thoughts and facts sometimes about Iceland. So feel free to check that out if that is of interest to you. Þakka þér kælegar fyrir að hlusta og sjáumst fljótlega.